Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I hope you had a great weekend, and let's get this week kicked off the right way with a fun trip report. Listener Sean joins us from out in New Jersey to share his trip down to Walt Disney World last summer to get us excited for those trips coming up this summer, which will be here before you know it. We talk about his trip to Copper Creek. It was a solo trip, which didn't start off as a solo trip, but it ended up being solo. He made the best of it and talked about how he made that transition on the fly. He talks about some amazing meals, places like Jico, Flying Fish, going into Epcot, riding Cosmic Rewind for the very first time, uh, going to you know the other parks other than the studios. He talks about why he didn't go to the studios, and we just take a virtual trip. We're all over the resort. We're at Trader Sam's. We're hearing about great reviews of, of uh, attractions and restaurants. You're going to have a good time with his virtual trip to Walt Disney World today. We did have a couple of uh, audio issues when we were recording, but I think I got those all out of the show. So I think your ears are going to be fine on today's show. But uh, if you have any hiccups, uh, I, I try to edit everything out as, as best I could. So enjoy the show. Don't forget our podcast always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip right there over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. And our patrons get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you coming over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2263 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. I got to spend some time out at Disneyland on the West Coast, back home safe and sound, hopefully by now. Recording this one a little bit early, so who knows how the trip went. Looks to be a little soggy. But uh, we'll have lots to talk about on Wednesday and Friday this week about all the happenings that are coming to the West Coast here with the Disney 100 celebration. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. And I think you're going to want to get out to the West Coast here in the next year. But anyway, we're talking about the present. We're talking about Walt Disney World today to get you excited for your summer trip. We're going back to last summer. We're going to talk about that to get you excited because summer trips are something magical about those I don't know. I just like traveling in the summer myself. So we're heading out to New Jersey today with listener Sean. Sean, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be on. All righty. So before we get into your trip, how about a little background? Why are you a Disney fan? Where did it all start for you? Well, originally, everything started with the animated films. Um, I watched them constantly when I was little, and uh, I probably can still do scenes and lines of dialogue <laughs> verbatim. I've watched them so many times, so... Um, but, um, my mother was the one, the mastermind behind all the planning of our family trips. So it started back in 1993 and, uh, and that was the year when the uh, Caribbean beach resort was brand new. So we stayed there that year 
And then we didn't go back to Disney World until 1998, where Animal Kingdom was the brand new park. And plus Coronado Springs was the newest resort. So we stayed there. And um, even still to this day, I will defend and say that still is the best Disney resort on property. I know it's biased, but I'm, so you're saying I'm all in. Coronado, <laughs> you're saying. Coronado Springs, yes. Yeah, hey, I, I'm right with I'm you, saying. Sean. I'm right because I've been singing the praises over the past six months of Coronado because I, I just got back there from Princess in February. And it just, I mean, it, it's kind of a, a pseudo deluxe hiding out there in the moderate category. Indeed. It's a good place. So you got to be there during really historic times, though. The very first, uh, you know, kind of non-deluxe hotel in Caribbean Beach. Because if you recall back, I mean, the, you know, newer folks to this fandom might not know that back then, you know, basically you just had deluxe resorts. You didn't have the values yet. And Caribbean Beach was yeah. basically your first value resort, which ended up being a moderate. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about this trip now that you took last summer, which is really interesting because summer's sneaking up on us now. I mean, you know, Easter's coming up in the next week or so, and... Spring breaks come and gone for a lot of folks, so we're focusing on summer. A lot of folks get right headed down. I know you took a solo trip last June, so tell us about how that trip came together. Uh, originally, it wasn't supposed to be a solo trip. Um, my sister uh, wanted to come with her family, so the original plan was um, to get her and her family into a room. I'm a DVC member, so I made her a deal. I said, hey, if you can come up with the money, for you know flights and tickets and such i can just you know help you guys out get a room and then i'll just head on over to a different resort elsewhere and we could just meet up um from time to time but i knew her husband very well and i knew her son very well and they really did not seem interested in going at all but she was way more excited so i gave her an ultimatum i said okay let's try this how about you come with me, brother and sister, to Disney World, old time's sake. I'll pay for your flight. I'll pay for the tickets. I will pay, you know, get the room and have food covered. So basically a free Disney World trip. Unfortunately, she declined and she could not come up with the money to actually take her family down. And so... And just a funny way of thinking about it, I've asked many people about this, and I know you're a travel agent, so mm -hmm. I might as well ask you, have you ever encountered anyone that turned down a free trip to Disney World? I'll tell you what, my wife could have gone with me to Disneyland uh, this time. But she said no. She said she wanted to stay home and work around the house. So I will say... You know, as crazy as it sounds to Disney fans like us, that somebody would turn down yeah. a Disney trip. There are people out there that would rather stay home and do stuff around the house than go to Disney. Because, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's kind of where you are, I think, in your life at that point. I mean, while, you know, there's the, the I, I enjoy going to Disney places, but I mean, there are times where I've turned down Disney trips to go to a football game. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. that. In your case, that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, there's just different things that people have going on. And I understand, especially if you're, you know, if you have like a boyfriend or a husband or, you know, a significant other kids and all those factors where they're drawing you one way and pulling you that way. It, it's a tough yeah. call. But I mean, I will say it's super kind of you, though, to get that offer. I mean, you're right. I mean, you almost gave them an offer you couldn't refuse. A lot of po folks would have yeah. said, I'll take your place. <laughs> 
and I've got that answer so many times when I actually told people that story. So, you know, that was a common answer I always got. Why don't you take me? Yeah, I know. That's very kind of you. You should have called me. <laughs> yeah. We'd have gone. We'd have had fun. Last uh, June, you know, hey, we could have made it happen. But it's, okay, so it turned into a solo trip, which a lot of times can be an opportunity. So tell me about it. So how did you make that that merge, that change into, okay, I'm still going to go down and have a good time? Yeah, so um, I just quickly just had to book a room and I got flights and tickets on that same day. So it was very quick. And um, I normally always plan out everything a year ahead, even just like thinking of like, you know, what restaurants do I want to hit this year? And um, and so I normally play, plan all my Disney trips around dining. So because um, I'm a full-time courier, I'm on the road all the time, I work out a lot, and I really do not have time to actually go out to certain places, enjoy good food, hospitality, and such. So um, when I go to Disney World, that's usually my opportunity to you know dig in, go to nice fancy restaurants, signature restaurants, and uh, try out some uh, really good meals. And um, so this trip was definitely the moment to, I can not only go to my favorite restaurants, but also try new ones that were highly play, uh, highly praised from uh, many guests. Yeah, you know, for anybody else. I mean, I've done these solo trips a few times now because of race weekends, especially races, but, you know, media stuff that I've gone down for, like I'm going to Disneyland here in 12 hours as we're recording. Obviously, when this comes out, I'll have been back, but I'm already thinking like, okay, Friday night, Rancho del Zocalo. That's my jam. That's where I'm having my meal. You know, I've got, you're exactly right. You kind of plan out your trip by, I'm going to do all these attractions, but I, this is where I'm going to have my meals. We're going to, you know, corn dog for lunch. We're going to have Rancho del Zocalo for dinner, things like that. So I, I totally get what you're saying. So, okay, walk us through the trip. So where did you end up staying in June? I stayed at Copper Creek. That's my DVC home resort. And um, I use Sunshine Flyer to get there and, it wasn't bad. It was really easy. And, um, but I got to stop planning on heading to the, uh, Disney parks on the um, day I arrived because I tend to seem to rush things because by the time I got to the resort quickly went to bell services, dropped my bags. And I went to the bus station, got on the bus. And as soon as the bus takes off, I get a text message. Your room's ready. Nice. I never it's like, that. Oh, you know, yeah. And it's and this was around eleven fifteen a.m. in the morning, and I'm thinking like, wow. I mean, you know, and so, but you know, it, it is what it was. Um. So when I got to Magic Kingdom, um, I quickly go ahead and just hit to my, my number one favorite attraction of the park, which is Haunted Mansion. Good and call. like, and Haunted Mansion is one of those rides that. If I don't go on anything else in that park, if all other rides were, you know, broken, closed down, if it thunderstorms and such, I I still would just be happy that I at least got to go on Haunted Mansion. I'm with you. That's a good Brings ride. A lot of good memories. That yeah, Haunted Mansion, People Mover, and Carousel of Progress. That's a good day <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of stuck around that area. So I was able to, you know, skip over, go on to uh, Mickey's Filler Magic. And I can't remember the last time I was on the, in that 
uh, theater, but I remember distinctively it was like with t about 20 people tops. And because um, this attraction just reopened um, around that time, this place was filled to the brim. I I wouldn't be surprised if I turned around and I actually saw people just standing because, yeah. you know, all seats were filled. So, you know, everybody was just so happy that, you know, Filler Magic was reopened and everybody had a great time. And then I head over to Jungle Cruise and then, you know, I, uh, the skipper was okay. Um, and, you know, it was um, a couple good laughs. But, you know, it's it's great because uh, I then, you know, had lunch at Skipper's Canteen at Jun Jungle Navigation Company. A lot of people don't know about that restaurant, but um, I, I find it underrated and uh, it's good food. But it's great that you can go from the Jungle Cruise to that restaurant and you basically just still continue on with the uh, um, onboard jokes. That's, that's <laughs> that a great point. I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of the few places where it's almost like you're dining inside an extension of the attraction. That's a great point. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, um, you know, after that, I, um, uh, time was cutting close. So, um, I decided that, you know, might, might as well just get back to the resort and, you know, get all my room set up. And plus I had groceries, uh, coming in and that's a very good tip for uh, guests to, you know, start doing, you know, try to, you know, figure out ways to get lots of water and just snacks that you can just, you know, get for breakfast in the morning if you're, you know, want to uh, wake up quickly and head out the door. So, um, you know, got all that set up. And then I um, use, I always use bus transportation when I um, go to different resorts. So I had a reserv dinner reservation at Flying Fish, and this was the first time I'd been there. Uh, so I took the Hollywood Studios bus and then just walked up the pathway up to the boardwalk. And when I, uh, you know, I sat down, ate the meal, and it's just one of those restaurants that, you know, I always regret and kick myself for not going there sooner because you always hear so much good things about this restaurant. And then when you actually get to sit down and experience everything, it's like, wow, why wasn't I here sooner? I mean, like, you know, how how many times have I gone past this restaurant and never gone in? And it's just like, it's about time I did. So, Sean, let, let me ask I mean, you about that, because I've never been in Flying Fish, and I'm the same way. I've walked past it a hundred times. I've stayed at the boardwalk. Pam Forrester on the show, it's her favorite restaurant at Walt Disney World. She talks about it all the time. So what was it about it that you're like, whoa, this was a good restaurant? What, tell us about it, because I'm curious, because I've still it, never been. Well, first the aesthetic, I mean, just the details and the beauty, like they have these chandeliers up in the ceiling and what they are is just, just a bunch of glass bubbles with fish swimming around it. Just giving you this weird, <laughs> cool, classy illusion that you are underwater or so to speak flying fish. So, um, you know, it was, it's, it was beautiful inside and just the food. I'm like, that definitely have one best steaks on property there and uh the service was great um you know um her name uh, i forget my sir oh yeah um server name was katie so um you know thank you so much katie if you're listening <laughs> Shout out to katie. this <laughs> uh it was a, it was a good night so um you know definitely had a good time with that um so 
Yeah, highly recommend Flying Fish if you ever get a chance. I'm going to go there. Uh, this, st- this summer, hopefully. Yeah. So, so, next uh, so real quick, yeah. though, I want to hear about Copper Creek. So you just just a brief overall the entire stay. What did it did it work out? Well, I guess you were in a studio. How did it work? Yeah, I was in a, I was in a deluxe studio and um, I know the resort in and out. So, you know, it's very easy to get around. But sometimes I just love to just sit around, you know, because they got some really fun cozy areas you know they got a fireplace right. up in the uh, second third floor that um some people miss out and um good rocking chair seats to look over the um pool area at the very top level so um sometimes you just like you know you pick a spot you just sit and relax and listen to the uh, resort music um that plays in the background um yeah. So I, 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 it's a very cozy, yeah. it's a very cozy resort. Definitely. I, I've had a few midday naps there when I'm not staying there. I've just swung by that fireplace up on the fourth floor and <laughs> just yeah. need to knock yeah. it off for a couple best, minutes. Best place, best place in the winter time. Definitely. Yes, it is. It's the best place. It's not bad in the summer either, but it's better in the winter. Okay. So walk. So uh, now one of the things you mentioned in the email, that was curious. He didn't go to the studios and I want to ask you about that later, but okay. What'd you do this next day? You went to magic kingdom day one, second day. What'd you do? Um, second day animal kingdom. Uh, and um, I probably th- think animal kingdom will be my second favorite park behind epcot um but i'm gonna share um possible secret a lot of people probably do this but i don't know it seems to work for me but if you're gonna rope drop in animal kingdom here's what you do to get three attractions out of the way if you're up for these attractions because everybody heads to the safari Mm -hmm. or flight of passage one or the other but no one's at Navi River Journey. So True. I head straight there, no line. Get that done. Go over to Dinosaur, no line. I get that done out of the way. And then I go straight to Everest, no line. Three attractions right before breakfast. And I grab a nice uh, little breakfast bowl at the Yakinetti Express as soon as it opens. That's so, a good morning uh, right there you know, already. I mean, you got three yep, rides and a exactly. good breakfast. <laughs> I like it. Exactly. You know, it's just, you, know, you get a lot done right there. Yeah, you do. Um, so, so now like, you know, once, you know, after breakfast, you know, go to the bathroom and then all, you're all good, good to go. I mean, and so, you know, you, the safari ride might be long, but you know, at least you got grub in your belly. So, oh, yeah. you know, I got I got in line, so it's probably about forty minute wait. Um, not too bad. Um, so I got on a safari, and then after that, I go on Rafiki's Planet Watch, and I go straight to the animation uh, class. Nice. I, I like I like the draw, and, um, and when I first discovered it, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And <laughs> you get to draw Disney characters. So um, th- so far. I've had, I drew Scar from the Lion King, Ed from the Lion King, and Hyena, and um, Pan, which was like this um, catfish monkey type character in Raya and the Last Dragon film. And but this trip, I drew Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, nice. And well, and too, I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of folks don't even know that exists back in so. 
conservation station. So you go back, you take the yeah. train and the train itself is a neat experience because it's like a sideways sitting train. It's different yeah. than the train at the Magic Kingdom. And you get to see a few of the backstage uh, places where the animals are kept at night. It's it's a neat little train ride. You know, a lot of people, if you ask them, is there a train at, the, at, at Animal Kingdom? They wouldn't know that. So I'm glad you threw that yeah. out there. Yeah, good good tip. Yeah, um, so I like doing that. And after that, I head to um, the, um, I, don't, I forget what it's called, but I just call it the bird show. And mm -hmm. um, I was told by a couple of friends prior that the show wasn't good but i didn't realize that they were talking about a previous show that involved characters from pixar's up yep and uh so i went to the show expecting that but it wasn't it was just you know just uh specialists um talking about birds and you know birds all different shapes and sizes flying around you doing tricks I, it was really, I enjoyed it. It was um, a lot of fun. Yeah, I think if you don't like that kind of a show, you're kind of, it's kind of you're crazy because those birds do unbelievable things. So you could train birds to do stuff like that. I mean, their little heads are so small, their brains have to be the size of a pea, yet they're doing all these tricks. I mean, it just, I, I don't know. I'm amazed by animals you can train like that. So I'm with you. I saw the, I saw the one with the up characters too. I didn't care. I was still into in it for the birds. Like I could care less yeah. about the characters. I just want to see the birds do tricks. Exactly. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, so after that, I was um, getting hungry again. So I hit the Satuli canteen and then was able to get on flight of passage. And I know I'm biased on this, but I still argue that I think flight of passage is the best ride on Disney property, at cool. least in just Walt Disney world. And, um, and the reason is because it has everything involving what makes a good attraction all rolled into one. So it has a sense of adventure, excitement, and there's a little sense of danger and um, get a little glimpse of calm, kind of like, you know, how the boat ride attractions um, do very well. Um, it's got great music, the 3D visual, and just the scope. Right. Your field of vision is just so vast that, you know, you forget you're like side by side with people. True. And, and what's fun about that attraction is that every time I go on, I'm always with a group of people that have never been on the attraction. And they always ask me the same thing. Is it worth it? Really? Is it worth it? Yeah. I, I said, you're going to love it. You're you going to love it and then you just hear their laughter their screams and then once the ride is over they look over and they're like you're all right you're all right <laughs> i love it i love it. you know and the thing is i you know i talk about this i don't do flight of passage often if if at all anymore because i get kind of queasy on it you know because i i just can't do yeah. i can't do simulators it just i've tried and star tours messes me up something fierce and i am the biggest star wars fan I just, I've learned I can't do them, but I will say you're spot on about all the things this attraction brings to the table. It's gorgeous. It gives you, it, it does. It makes you feel like you're teetering on like you're, ah, I mean, you feel like you're immersed in the experience. Like you feel danger, even though you know you're safe, you're not, you're in a building. Like you're on, yeah. you're, you're fixed on, you know, you're not going anywhere, but you feel like you're, you know, oh my gosh, something's going to happen to me. It's got all that. It's got story, which is what Disney does well. And it immerses you. So I, you're exactly right. I mean, I get it. I, I know it's an outstanding attraction. It's just not every attraction is for every person. And unfortunately, it's not for me. Yeah. And um, so um, I left Animal Kingdom, 
took a shower and got dressed, and I had a um, good dinner at Chico at the Animal Man, Kingdom. Man, you're doing it right. Two signature meals in two nights. I, oh I, don't, mess ar- I don't mess around <laughs> with dining in Disney World. I, I tend to go to the best I like it. Uh, restaurants, and you know I have friends that make fun of me for it, but you know I, I don't mess around. Yeah. I, I go where the great food is. That's, hey, that's why you're there. So what did you think of Chico? I've, been, I've actually been to that one. Pam Forrester took I, me there. Yeah, Chico, I've been to multiple times, and I still consider it my, probably my favorite restaurant on property because, you know... It's the food is just so excellent. And, you know, it's and not only that, it's um, I tend not to do it in a lot of restaurants I go to, but it's one of the few restaurants that I definitely have an appetizer, the entree and dessert. You know, most of the time, if I'm at a different restaurant, I'll probably just have the entree and that's it or maybe just an appetizer. So it all depends. But, you know, Chico, I always love going there or trying something new. So what, what would you recommend though? Cause you've been there a few times. Is there one, like what, give one entree. What, what, what do you think is the best there? Uh, the short rib they okay. have there. It's, I think it's called the Botswana short rib. Um, that is excellent. Um, it, it was slightly different than what they had prior to the pandemic closing, but it's still excellent. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. All right, so let's go to. So we've talked about. Here's what we'll do. We've talked about um, Magic Kingdom and, and Animal Kingdom. So was the next day Epcot? I, yep. I okay, so let's let's talk about that day. Lots going on, I'm sure, over there. So walk us through that. Now, I actually went to Epcot both uh, days in a row. Uh, okay. It's just the one was for a different purpose. So like the first day, um, I went there just to get on the Cosmic. I'm sorry, Cosmic Rewind attraction. Uh, for the first time. And um, so I got a reservation for that at 1130. So I hop over, get got into Epcot by nine o'clock. And, you know, I go on Spaceship Earth and then I, you know, hit Soarin'. I hit um, land and I started get hungry. And I just, it dawned on me and right there I went, uh-oh, nothing opens until 11 o'clock. And so I started thinking of like, okay, there's got to be something in Epcot that opens right now for breakfast or, and I'm just, you know, no, nothing's open right now. And so like, I just literally just go everywhere around Epcot that I could possibly think of. And I'm like, someone's got to be serving food. So I, you know, I hop over to France at one point. France is like, where to go. They do serve. Breakfast yeah. And I think, I'm thinking like, thinking. oh man, they got to be serving crepes croissants, or something right croissants. Now. Yeah. They, nope. yeah. They, nope. they, they, they were, were not open. I've they gotten breakfast there. Okay. They, they used to, because I used to always get breakfast there. I, I oh. know I've gotten breakfast in France. <laughs> um so, but luck would have it um since it was a flower and garden festival um there was a booth after morocco and i cannot remember the name of it i don't know what it was on the plate but it, it had a fried egg on it that was the only difference That's so breakfast. they were basically <laughs> serving a breakfast dish and so i said fine by me and yeah. so i grabbed two of them and they hit the spot it, you know, made everything all better. Oh yeah. Protein. That's all you need. Yep. Got to keep moving. <laughs> like exactly. it. We think just alike. It's an egg. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. fancy. It's an egg. Two of them, please. So, so since I was right there, I, you know, I was like, Oh, I'll just go on Ratatouille right now. And uh, I had plenty of time. So, you know, I was in line for that, but you know, that's a, that's a fun attraction. I'm actually glad that, you know, they kept like 
a little bit of French speaking within the attraction, mm -hmm. just like they have in um, Paris. Uh, so that was that was a cool detail I caught right there. Um, and so after that, I head over to Cosmic Rewind, and the um, the song that came on could not have been any more perfect. And I think they should just limit certain songs for this attraction. And it was a flock of seagulls. I ran. There you go. I'm, I'm, that I'm, song I'm, matched yeah. so perfectly. I just, I was, I you know. At one point, like I was just like, you know, hanging <laughs> and waving my fists in the air. I said, "This is so much fun." It does. And um, and so, I you know after that, I just I got onto a couple of other uh, booths around World Showcase. Um, got a little lunch, and uh, that was it for that day for Epcot because. Later on, um, for dinner, I hop over to Disney Springs and I eat at Wine Bar George. And again, another restaurant that you hear so many good things about and you just, you know, I'll get there eventually. And then you kick yourself for not getting there sooner because, yeah, it, the food there was so great. And um, uh, I, uh, I ordered a, uh, it was like a kind of like a, um, something on fire. I forget what it was. It's kind of like a melted cheese and they give you like these little toasted baguette um, slices and you just dip in. Oh man, that was delicious. And uh, I think um, um, I met up with a buddy of mine that actually works at Amaretz. Uh, so hi Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ruben. Um, and uh, you know, we um, chilled there for a while and then we had a, had a good, um, time of hanging out at the Edison um, watching some good jazz music and didn't realize that at one point we were like listening to the song and he's looking at me and goes is she singing Lady Gaga <laughs> and I oh she's yeah she's singing Lady oh wow <laughs> and so it just dawned on us I'm like oh wow they're singing modern modern songs just in that 1940s-esque right. vibe so it was you know you know, very fitting. It was very, um, it was a really cool, really cool night. Baseline, baseline tap house does that to you too. Like if you ever go there and hang out, they have like that real chill. Oh yeah. That real yeah. chill, like uh, almost like elevator music, but it'll be like a current, like hip hop song that you're really like, yeah. is that like, is that like Nelly? But it's like a jazz piano or something. It's like, yeah, it's exactly. the weirdest yeah, thing. Cause I mean, you're like, I, I know that. this yeah. song. But it doesn't make sense for them. But it's awesome. <laughs> that reminded me of that. Because Scott and I are both like, what is that? So that's like Nelly. But it's like smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah. That, and, and that, so, get on, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. When you just want to get on Shazam. And yeah, then, like, exactly. Like, what is this? this <laughs> You're cracking me up. All right. So did you go back to Epcot the next day, though, for, like with a different goal? Actually, real quick. Let yeah, me ask you this. Uh, well, so real quick, uh, real quick before we go to the next day. Cosmic Rewind. Where You said Flight of Passage. You're still your favorite. Yeah. Where do you put Cosmic Rewind kind of in the ranking of attractions now at Disney? Because you're obviously a Disney nut. You know all the stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I would put that ride in number... See, it's it's hard to tell because... Like a top know, five? Sudden, like other great rides start popping in my mind and that you know I consider favorites but in terms of overall experience i would probably put that in like in number three okay number three or four around that it's like area. a top five that's work that works yeah right. cool okay well sorry to be cut you off go ahead i'm I just curious well before we jumped away from that. no it's all right um 
And uh, yeah, so the next day I I go on Epcot all day, but this time I actually did eat breakfast at Whispering Canyon Cafe, so I didn't you know have that mistake again. And so you know I go on um, you know Spaceship Earth again because I, I I love that ride. It's Same. just you know it's you know just listening to Judy Dench's voice and you just you know kick back, relax, look at everything. Except and, you know it's a, you know I fall asleep though. I, I <laughs> and one time the universe got even with me because I had my sunglasses on top of my head and then I fell asleep during the ride. My head went back and my, my sunglasses boom, right off the back of the car. See you later sunglasses. So yeah. that's what you get when you don't pay attention on spaceship. Yeah. You lose your target sunglasses that cost $17. <laughs> uh, well, not, not a total loss. <laughs> no, they were cheap. That's why I buy the cheap ones because I can't keep them longer than a couple of weeks. So, but you're yeah. right. It's a classic. I I don't always fall asleep, but I'm I'm usually exhausted when I'm at Walt Disney World for the most part. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So, um, for my goals at this part, um, uh, going to Epcot, I definitely want to have lunch and dinner. So I had lunch for the first time at Rose and Crown. Um. So. And I, I already had my heart set on like the bangers and mash, but mm-hmm. as soon as I sat down, I don't know why I just like my appetite suddenly changed. I was like, you know what? I want to go for the burger, but then I'm like thinking like, it's probably not going to be that good. It's probably just going to be a basic Disney burger, but I was wrong. Oh, that nice. was, that was, a, that burger was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. It was, it was good size. It was juicy. I was like, yeah, all right. I this like to actually, hear that. Really hit the spot. Um, and then I I hit Cosmic Rewind again, uh, but this time uh, the song that played in the background was Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Now, this comes um, to the realization that music does count a lot when it comes to these attractions because when that song came on, it didn't seem as exciting as the <laughs> first true. experience. It seemed more like mellow. It is a more mellow. But it, see, I yeah, got when I did it at the the media thing when I went, I got September by Earth Wind and Fire. And that song is really upbeat. It's you know, it's like it's my jam. I yeah. love Earth Wind and Fire. And so when that thing started firing up and we're blasting out of the you know station, I'm like, oh, it's a party. Like I got my brass section riding with me. It was just unreal. I but that's a great point. The the yeah, music it, sets the tone for the whole experience. Yeah, so because like Tears of Fears, I mean, it's a very chill song. It is. So it we're, is. we're all just going along the ride like this gentle wave. And it's like, That's a good point. Wow, this this roller coaster seems slower now. What's going on? <laughs> That's a great point. Oh man, I didn't think of that. I love it. Yeah, and so um, later that night, though, I did have dinner at Beer Garden and got to see the show. Um, you know, the good old German polka band. I, I love watching those guys and you know, just have, having so much fun. And and it's just sad that the children, you know, the kids can't go to the main floor area and continue on dancing along with the music like they used to. Like the kids really dig the music. I agree. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, they had they had the whole floor to the band. Uh, so um, but still, you know, great show, great food. And um after that, I uh, got into place to watch uh, Harmonious. So I was in the very front, in the very center. And um, I, 
I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people seem to like it or some, and there are a lot of people that didn't. And I'm kind of 50-50 on it uh, because those barges, they did incredible things. They really did put on a great show. Mm-hmm. I just thought the problem was the subject matter because there was like, a, one of the great opinions that I saw on social media at one point, probably said it best that fits to my opinion, is that Harmonious seemed like a child's birthday party, Disney themed, but no one shows up. Ouch. That's, that's yeah, that's... it's just it's <laughs> like, you know, when you watch Harmonious, I mean, at some point they're like, there's the Jungle Book and the Lion King being um, played and it's like, well, where in Epcot is there the Jungle Book or the Lion King? This is odd. So That's true, but see, I thought you might like, like a it. random shuffled playlist. It, that I agree. They... I agree with you. It's almost like World of Color in a way out of Disney, out of California Adventure. Um, because I mean, but again, World of Color is is in a park where it's not like into a you know like this worldly theme. You know, like World Show Showcase Lagoon has a certain you know, feel to it. Right. It's about this global village. I think illuminations kind of set the tone for that. And I think us hardcore old fans kind of want to continue that because illuminations celebrated the world. All these countries are around it. You see the backgrounds, you know, the silhouettes of all the countries during the show. You used to see that. I think we're still hooked onto that where harmonious. So I thought you might like it because at the top of the show, how you said you had that affinity for the, the movies. That's what kind of drew you in as a Disney fan. And I think, See, I think I didn't like Harmonious because I don't watch the movies, you know. So I thought yeah. this is totally not my thing. I've never seen Coco. I've never seen um, uh, Encanto or any of those. I've, you know, I've never seen Inside Out. So I don't know any of these characters. I don't know the music. So I'm just, and I'm not the demographic, right? Ninety percent of the people there have seen those, and that's why they're showing it. I get it. Yeah, and but, um, but it's like when when something like Harmonious was there. I mean, I was expecting, you know, this would fit a lot better if it was in magic kingdom right now yeah but uh you know <laughs> but um maybe maybe next show whatever they create um you know surprises us all so i agree just wait and see i'm ready yeah i'm ready to see what the i'm, I'm always excited i hope it has my my whole thing i hope the next thing has drones because i was there when they did the drones at disney springs and those things, I mean, there's only a few things in my life that I've seen in person that like totally like made my head almost explode. And when I saw those drones that first time at Disney Springs, it was like five or six years ago at this point. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I yeah. you know, now like I know the Dodgers, like the LA Dodgers I saw on social media today, they're going to do drones every Friday night instead of fireworks and do a drone show. And All right. know, I, I think Disneyland Paris has a drone show. And I mean, the stuff you can draw in the sky with drones is unbelievable. Like it's, yeah. it's silent. It's like, it's, it's on like, I still, I can't believe it. Like it's jaw dropping. And I know you got to watch it with flying them over people and stuff, but they did it at Disney Springs. And I think they can do it at Epcot. I hope, I hope that comes. Cause I see, th- I think it's limitless, you know, cause it's just programming, but we'll see. Well, if you think about it, they had Epcot forever with kites. So uh, <laughs> that's true. There. well, kites there. didn't work out so well over at animal game. <laughs> that's, true. That's, true. <laughs> that's true. They didn't work out well at Epcot either. They were there and then they were gone. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe kites, uh, we should leave to the, uh, the, the 20th century. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. You're cracking me up. So, so we are running a little short. We got about 10 minutes left. So give us a few more highlights from the trip. Um, so 
the next day actually was probably my favorite day because I considered it, you know, resort relaxation day, but I didn't do it at Wilderness Lodge. I actually did it at Polynesian. Nice. So <laughs> I arrived there at Polynesian and, you know, I walked around. I, I did the long walk around Grand Floridian. And it was funny because on the way there, at, um, I was probably next to the DVC uh, Villas building. And they had this weird stage where, like, the Mad Hatter and Alice from Alice in Wonderland are, like, performing something. And there's a couple of cameras around. And I'm just looking around like, okay, what's going on? And nothing seems to be happening. So I just shrugged it off and I just went, all right. So got the Polynesian, got my Tonga Toast. Hashtag Tonga Toast for life. Nice. Um, can't, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> and, um, yep. And so um, – I actually went over to the Dolphin Resort and got a massage. Um, um, s- sorry, Grand Floridian. Uh, they offered a better price. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you got you to get what you can get. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you there. I whole, whole, totally agree. Yeah, so um, I go back to the Polynesian, though, uh, for lunch and got in line for Trader Sam's. So I was actually able to get inside for that um, and met a, a couple from the United Kingdom and uh, they were fun to talk to. And obviously, I don't know why it is, but I seem to always encounter someone from the United Kingdom at Trader Sam's. It's very bizarre, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, I, so um, maybe next time I'll meet someone from Australia or, who knows? you know, who knows. <laughs> I'll try it. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but uh, so I actually had dinner reservations at Ohana. So, you know, I still have plenty of time. So like what you told me before, um, I actually took a nap there at the yeah. uh, main lobby. <laughs> and um, so when I woke up, I quick got upstairs and checked in and I just looked at my YouTube feed and little behold, there's a promotion video for the DVC villas at the Grand Floridian starring the Mad Hatter yep. and Alice. Yep. So I was literally watching the recording of that promotion in the big, earlier in the day, and I didn't even realize what they were doing until I actually saw the video. I said, "Ha! Huh, I was there. I saw it live. Awesome." I was gonna say it was either that or there's a there's a commercial right now I see on TV a lot where it features a lot of footage at the Grand Floridian with like stormtroopers walking through the lobby and. Uh, air the mermaid swimming in the pool. Yeah. It's all it's all based at the Grand Floridian. So I thought maybe that was part of that that commercial, and maybe they cut it because I don't think that's in there. But yeah, that's definitely probably what. Yeah, that, that's interesting. You got to see that, and then you got then you got to see it right there on YouTube, man. That's uh, yeah, that's funny. solved your mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I this is Ohana, so this is my first time there, and it's sad that I was by myself because I was really not prepared to what they were actually going to serve. Like I, I knew they were going to serve family meal, but it's like, I didn't know how many dishes they were going to actually s- send out to you. And I, <laughs> so I didn't think like about it. I didn't think about Ohana because his family style. And if you're solo, man, you're yeah. probably sitting there like, like you're the king of, uh, I don't know, yeah. England there. And they're bringing yeah, I, just, I just, I just really wanted to get a sense of like how the food was. Cause you know, I always hear the food is great. And, and so I was like, uh, I, I might as well. I mean, cause like Disney fans fought for those, uh, Ohana noodles to yeah, come back. That's so true. I, you know, I had to give them a try. Right. And, um, so everything was excellent. I just, whew, 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it probably filled me up to the next day if it um, Pain. kept going. <laughs> but uh, so um, after that, I got on the monorail, hopped over to Ma Magic Kingdom again. But this time, I go on attractions that seem to fit better at night. So I go on the People Mover, and then I um, hit Space Mountain, and then I go over to Left Floor. Um, you know, and I was right in front of that guy. Yeah. At least it yeah. wasn't you. I've been that guy. It's uh, it's oh, fun. Nice. it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody, the rest of the night though sees you like, there's that guy. You know, like, you'll be over by the haunted mansion outside the park. Somebody like, hey guy, you're that guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm still that guy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, I and then I go to one of my uh, all time favorites, the Tiki Room, and uh, uh, I know a lot of people don't like it because you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I I love the tiki room, you know. It's just I I, I love the tiki vibe, mm -hmm. uh, the sounds. I mean, the sound quality is still good in my opinion, even to today's standards. It's colorful and it's just you know it's nice and relaxing. It just fits so well at nighttime. And then I got to the uh, front entrance area and got picked a spot to watch. Um, Enchanted. That was the fireworks show that they just changed, right? Yep, Enchant was, Enchantment, yeah. I think. I oh, think Enchantment. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I saw that, and it was okay. Um, I just... It seemed, again, like that the show itself, with their selection of music, it didn't seem like it was structured well as uh, the previous uh, fireworks show was. So um, it seemed like, again, it was just like a shuffle playlist on just the big collection of Disney songs. And then, but hey, you know, at, in the end, it, it's still a fireworks show. It's still Disney. Right. I mean, you, so you, you really can't go wrong. I gotcha. That's it. So we're, we're just about out of time. So we got to wrap this. But I mean, you got to let me ask you the question that I didn't get to ask you earlier. So you did all this time. You did a couple days in Epcot, Magic Kingdom couple times animal kingdom why no studios though you said you had a reason why no studios um, the reason is because I, I i've been there a bunch of times it's even solo uh trips before but it seems with my experience that hollywood studios is a lot better of an experience when you are with a group of people okay. either with friends or family because if you think about it like all these attractions have some form of you know, collective fun with a group, you know, when you th think of Tower of Terror, you know, you always want, you know, you think of faces to make during the drops, sure. rock and roller coaster. Um, there's a better replay value with friends when you go on Smuggler's Run or Toy Story Mania. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing with Rise of Resistance. So like all these attractions, I just think like, you know, it's, you know, it's, if I was with a group of people, I would be in that park in a heartbeat. But, you know, just by yourself, it's it's not the same experience, uh, unfortunately. That's but, a good point. Um, uh, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that totally makes it, even though I will say my best ever ride, except for the first time I took Mallory on Rocket Roller Coaster. That was my best ride ever because she freaked out. She had no idea how fast <laughs> exactly. that thing was. Exactly. It was the best picture ever. But the second best ride I think ever I had took on that was... uh. I think it was marathon 2018. I was coming around the corner at mile 23 and I decided this was still when they had fast pass. So I jumped, I talked to the cast member. I said, can I get in the fast? Is it a fast pass or single rider? 
I was like, I'm still in the race, but I just want to ride this ride before I go to the finish line. She's like, okay, fine. Don't tell anybody. So she let me, and I went right on the ride. And so I jump in the single ride. It was single rider. Got in the single rider. So I'm riding with this guy. He didn't even speak English. So I, they, they put me partnered up with this dude that doesn't even speak English. I'm with all these other people that are just guests. And here I am 23 miles in, and it was hot that day. I got my sweaty shirt on. I got my number on and people, the, the people behind me are like, uh, are you running the, the marathon, sir? I'm like, yes. And they're like, why are you on this road? And true story, me and my friend were on in line for tower of terror during the marathon. And a runner just come at, came out of nowhere and just jumped in line right next to us. And, <laughs> That's awesome. And he and he just tells us that his goal was to go on at least one ride at each park. So yeah. this was at Hollywood Studios. So I was just like, wow, he's almost done. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did Everest a couple of years, but then that year I did Rock and Roller Coaster, and it was just so funny because the guy I sit next to, like I said, didn't speak English, but he was just grinning from ear to ear at me, just yeah. like. What is going on? <laughs> like, how do I get put up, put next? And I knew I smelled, I probably smelled terrible, right? Because I mean, it was hot and I've been running for 23 miles. I felt terrible, yeah. but I wanted the picture. But uh, oh my gosh, it, this this trip has really brought back so many good memories for me. And let me just tell you, you've given me great ideas for my dining for July when we get to go back with my family. So, Chuck, I, pr- I appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us. What a way to start the week. So, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks a lot. All right, don't forget our podcast is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan that great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media. I'm at be our guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter. I have all my pictures up from this past weekend at Disneyland. So check that out. And of course, join us this Sunday night coming up in uh, just six short days. We'll be live on Facebook and YouTube at seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central with the phone lines wide open. So you can be a part of the show. All right, we're going to jump out of here and let you get on with your week. But uh, thanks for jumping in and starting another great work week with us here. And uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday with more of your listener questions. And on Friday, I'll give you more highlights from Disneyland. All right, so for Sean, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.